0: Proverbs chapter 2 Proverbs chapter 2 We're going to be starting reading in verse 1 Going through 9 The title of the sermon Is Wisdom from the Lord Wisdom from the Lord We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 2 Verses 1 through 9 My son, if thou wilt receive my words, and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his saints." Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for life. We thank you for the cross, Lord, that the blood was shed for me, for us, Lord. A debt that we couldn't pay, but you did. As sinners, Lord, that debt. Is hard to repay. And Lord, forgive us where for we've failed you in doing that. This morning, as we sit here, I ask that you protect us, Lord, that you protect us from Satan, that you block him from these windows and these doors, Lord, that you protect me as I preach your word, that you hide me behind the cross, Lord. And if anything I do not need to say today, I pray that you block it from my memory. So that it won't even—I won't even think about it, Lord. And this morning, Lord, here in Calvary, these people chose to be here this morning, Lord, and I believe in blessings and miracles. And today, I pray that each one receives a blessing for choosing to be here to hear Your Word today. And Lord, as we go home, I pray that You protect us, Lord. I pray that You forgive us for we failed You, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to start out by reading two quotes. famous quote from Mary Vos Savant stated, "To acquire knowledge, one must study, but to acquire wisdom, one must observe and listen." Master Jin Guan, a famous martial art instructor, asked this question. He said, what is the difference between knowledge and wisdom? His answer was, knowledge is gained by gathering data or information. Wisdom is earned by going through actual life experiences. You earn wisdom. Today, as I stated before, there's a lot of wisdom sitting in this building today. A lot of information that sits there today. But somehow, over the years, America has lost it. The way to acquire wisdom. See... We try to learn as much as we can with knowledge. We go to school. We go to colleges. We learn. We come out thinking that we know everything. Going into our jobs and occupations. We don't want to take the time to learn from our elders or from the people that were before us. We know it all. I'm here to tell you today. That if you lose the wisdom we have, you have missed out on a lot. God commands us to study His Word. To study His Word. We learn our wisdom from studying His Word. And what our elders show us and teach us. But today... We're too busy. We're losing the camaraderie. We're losing the companionship. Our time is spent sitting on cell phones, computers. We don't have time to study God's Word. We don't have time to learn from our elders. Just sit down five minutes and learn what our elders have to teach us. How did we miss it? Generation after generation is getting less and less and less. Today we can change it. Calvary Baptist Church can change it. We have a nursery full of babies in there. We have a youth, a youth group. We have younger generations. We can change the generations coming up they have to be willing to accept it we have to be willing to teach it god gives us the perfect tool to teach it and it is sitting right here but today we lose that ability to learn wisdom from God's Word because we're too busy. We're way too busy. Verse 1 says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. We're to receive God's Word by reading the Bible. Studying His Word. Learning from our elders and our biblical teachers. We have got to start studying and learning. We also learn by praying for the Holy Spirit's help and understanding. Amen. We can grab this book and read it like a newspaper. That's what you'll get out of it. The same thing you get as reading a newspaper. Amen. You need to go to God in prayer before you read and pray that the Holy Spirit guides you through His Word. Amen. Your understanding with the Holy Spirit's help will be amazing will be amazing. You remember that feeling you first got when you accepted Christ as your Savior? That feeling you got, it was just, it's undescribable. It's undescribable. The Holy Spirit can guide you through it and you will learn a lot of things through God's Word with the Holy Spirit's help. After we learn God's Word, After we become wise from the knowledge we receive, we need to store that information in our hearts. Store it. The more we study, the wiser we become. The more we study, the wiser we become. Verse 2 says that thou, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. We must listen to the wisdom God gives us through His Word and through His teaching of others and apply it to our hearts so we can understand the Word. If we read and learn and study and we don't apply it, what good is it? You've learned nothing. We have to apply what we learn. Today in America, our society does more talking than listening. America has to get back to biblical teaching and applying it to our lives. See, today, America is so far off basis. Just last week, I read where a nativity scene in Bradley County Courthouse Square is no longer there this year. Complaints were filed. ACLU applied filed a complaint saying that they were going to sue the county for putting up a nativity scene. Guess what? This year there's no nativity scene. The next thing, they're going to be telling us we can't have this in front of our pulpit in Calvary Baptist Church. Then what are they going to tell us we can't have in our homes or around our homes or on our own property? Read God's Word that's the commandments we need to hold. That's the commandments that we need to be doing, worrying about. How can, how did we get to the point to where we can't have a nativity scene in our courthouse square? How did Christians allow us to get to that point? Where does it go from here? What are we going to allow happen next? We as Christians have got to get back to biblical teachings. Verse 3 says, Yea, if thou Christ after knowledge and lift us up the voice for understanding. Today, we don't look for understanding we put God on the back burner. We don't cry for God's knowledge. We do not take the time to learn His Word. We know everything. We don't need God. We don't ask God through prayer for understanding and what God would have us do to glorify Him. Amen. To glorify God. We of America want to glorify ourselves. We've got to have it now, quick, fast. The best of the best, we've been spoiled. God has given us everything, and what do we use it for today? To keep from nativity scenes being put in the courthouse square? Everything God's given you, what do you use it for today? To glorify Him, because if it's not glorifying God, it's not important. We think it is, but we lose our thoughts and our minds and we focus on things that are not godly. We focus on things in our lives that we think is more important. Those things pass away. God will never pass away. What God gives you, God gives you. If thou seekest her as silver, here in verse 4, and searchest for her as for hidden treasure. No, you look at what silver is. It's a precious metal. Some of our money is made out of silver. Silver means a lot. If America would seek God as much as it seeks silver and money, We'd have all the the time in the world to gain knowledge and to gain wisdom from God. We spend more time trying to get rich than we do studying God's Word. We spend more time doing scratch-off tickets and playing the lottery. We spend more time thinking about things that we want, that we want, instead of studying God's Word and letting Him tell us what we need. Because God's going to give you what you need. God will give you everything that it, we need to survive. If we're trying quit trying to get rich quick, we'd understand that everything is in God's timing. Sometimes God's not quick, and there's reasons behind that. God knows. But we get impatient we push the issue. And we fail. We fail when we push the issue. God teaches us a lesson. Remember as kids? You know, I did things. My grandfather was a loving man. He raised me. I didn't have a father growing up. And he had a lot of patience, but when it come down to teaching things that were dangerous, using chainsaws or riding lawnmowers or tractors or whatever, he had very little patience. And when he was teaching me things, I kept saying, Grandpa, what about this? Papa, what about this? Finally, he told me, he said, son, if you would shut up and listen, you might learn something. Sometimes in life, we have got to shut up and listen. And God will teach us. But we don't like doing that. We've got to say, God, what if? God, what if? Take the time to be patient. But we can't do that because we're in such fast-paced lives. It is important today that elders set Christian examples. We must teach the next generation. We must be wise and teach our wisdom. We must show good fruit. The lost pay attention. Same way that our children pay attention. 99% of the time in my my career growing up, if I dealt with a child and the way that child acted, I could go straight to dad or grandpa or grandma or or mama and find out exactly why that child acted like he did because the parents acted the same way. Children learn from us whether we know it or not. They pick up on things. They hear things. They want to be just like daddy or mama. What example today are you showing to your children and grandchildren? And let's go a step further. What example today are we showing to the lost? Being a Christian, oh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Spending eternity in heaven is a privilege. God didn't put us here on this earth to be a stalemate, to do nothing. God put us here on this earth to glorify him. to glorify Him. Our actions is how we glorify God. How are you acting today in front of the lost? What does your fruit look like? Well, Brother Floyd, I don't know enough. Well, goes back to wisdom. Read God's Word read his word. I come to Calvary next thing I know I'm teaching Sunday school class. next thing I know I'm a deacon. I had Satan telling me I couldn't I wasn't good enough I didn't know enough. I had my elders and today my fellow deacons that are sitting in this room I love you and I appreciate everything you did for me in my life. You was the example I needed and still today, You are the example I needed. Calvary is blessed with a great pastor. Calvary is blessed with great deacons and teachers and people that want to glorify God. Put God first. That's what my family needed. And God knew it. The minute we walked through those doors, we knew This was where we needed to be. It was no questions. We knew it. Because of the examples that were set by the elders in this church. Today, examine your life. Look at the fruit you're giving. Look at what example you are setting for the next generation and for the lost. Get into God's Word because He tells us what we need to do. There's no excuses today. The average American today spends over four hours a day on cell phones. Over four hours a day is spent on cell phones, on social media, and surfing, and just on phones in general. What can we do with four hours of time a day? Oh, but we don't have time. We're busy. We don't have the time to teach. I failed raising my children. I didn't sit down and read to them and teach them, I failed. And it still hurts today. But I've got a grandson coming up and another grandchild on the way. I plan with God's help to make that change. We can make changes. It starts in our homes and in our families and it starts with God's word, not a cell phone. It starts with God's Word. Verse 5, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If we receive God's Word, we hide His commandments, incline thine ear to wisdom, apply it to our hearts, Christ after knowledge, lift up our voice for understanding, seek God as we seek silver and treasure, then we will fear the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's what we got to do. Fear. Without fear, it's hard to get us to move it. Without fear, it's hard to get us to stop doing anything. I can remember... Doing things and and I did not quit until it hurt me. Then I remembered to quit it. I didn't do it again. We do not fear God anymore. America is living in sin. We think sin is normal. We do not fear the consequences or our actions and the consequences of them. We have quit accepting responsibility for our actions. Today, it's everybody's fault but ours. It's not my fault. So and so made me do it. What are consequences? A lot of times, it's pain. We understand pain. We quit it when it starts to hurt. America has a lot of pain coming from God. It's coming. If we don't change our ways. We still have a lot to account for. Abortions. Nativity scenes. All these things that we let go because we lost the fear of God. What does our actions look like? Where does what's the consequences of our actions? What does our actions mean? When people are looking at us, actions mean everything. When they see someone that's supposed to be an example setter failing time after time and after time again, they think that's okay. Us as Christians, even though we're saved, we're still going to fail, we're still going to sin. But we can ask for that forgiveness through God's word and prayer and know what's right and what's wrong. When we fail, we need to admit to our failure. Amen? We have to admit to failing in order for that failure to not happen again. That's where... We fail. We don't admit to our failures. Verse 6 says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. God wants us to receive his wisdom, he wants us to receive knowledge and understanding. God wants us to communicate with Him and basically demands we communicate with Him. God loves us and wants us to be obedient and understanding to His Word. He wants us to receive blessings and needs. We have to learn how to communicate to receive anything from God. Our communication ability is slowly slipping away. Most of the people today you ask them, how many friends do you have? Well Floyd, I've got over a thousand friends, no, not Facebook friends. How many actual friends do you have? When things go south or wrong, you're going to find out how many friends you have. What about your neighbor? When's the last time you knocked on your neighbor's door just to see if they need anything, how's everything going? Some of us have never even talked to our neighbors. I can remember family gatherings on weekends. We all gathered up. Cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody gathered up as a family. That's where your wisdom came from. You listen to them old stories. Today, how many times a month, a year, do we meet with our family? I can tell you it's a whole lot fewer because we are so busy we don't have time. Where'd the time go? Four hours of spent on a cell phone. We don't have time for our family. We communicate with a phone. It's so easy to text those words. Because those words have no meaning. It's a whole lot harder to communicate with somebody face to face and have that meaning. But see, we fail of learning things because we do not meet face to face anymore. We don't have that time to meet. We're busy. We're working. we got so many things going on. If we can't do it with our family, we can't do it with God. We're set up for failure, and that's what's happened to America. We have failed. We have failed. Communication, technology is great, but it depends on what you use it for. What do we use it for? Verse 7 says, He layeth up sound wisdom for righteousness. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Buckler means a shield. The wisdom has been given to us in God's word. If we are saved, then we will receive wisdom from God. He has it available. We have to seek it. God is a shield for the ones that walk uprightly. We have to live by the Word. We have to live by God's wisdom. If we do these things, He will shield us from pain and suffering. He will shield us from Satan. He will give us strength to make it through all circumstances. He may not take it away, but He's going to be there with you through it. He will be with you through it. Verse 8 goes to say He keepeth the paths of judgment And preserveth the way of His saints God lays out our path to heaven He tells us what to do He tells us how to act He tells us the treasures we will receive He also tells us what will happen If we do not follow His commandments And seek His wisdom and knowledge He lays it out for us exactly what to do But yet, we fail. Because of sin, we fail. He tells us what to do to get to heaven. He tells us how to follow His commandments. He tells us what commandments to follow. If we are not seeking God's word, if we are not studying God's word, how are we going to know What those commandments are, if we're not listening to our elders, if we know everything, how are we going to know that? And we have to be careful. God tells us to be watchmen. Just because a Sunday school teacher or a pastor is preaching or teaching, that does not mean that you shouldn't go back and check him. I tell my Sunday school class all the time how do you know? What I'm teaching, if you haven't studied your lesson yourself. How are you going to know that? Have we ever heard of the word propaganda? Propaganda is huge. Just let a message come out that we're facing to get four foot of snow in Monticello, Arkansas, and wait and see what happens at Walmart. There won't be a bread, piece of bread or a gallon of milk anywhere. We have to pay attention to what's being taught, learn it ourselves, allow the Holy Spirit to guide us for what God wants us to hear, what He wants us to learn, not what a teacher wants us to learn. Brother Floyd, how do I do that? Study God's Word. Read your Sunday school lesson. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you through prayer. It's simple. God doesn't make it difficult. It's simple. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. If we do all that God says, We will have the Holy Spirit with us, and we will become righteous. We will understand judgment and understand equity. We will have the perfect path to salvation. From salvation, we will receive eternity in heaven. The perfect path to salvation is in this book right here. He didn't just say the path, he said the perfect path. And just like when I was growing up playing baseball, practice makes perfect. Well, I had a coach tell me one time, practice don't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. See, you play how you practice. The same thing bleeds over to our Christianity and our faith. Our fruits show how we practice. How are you practicing this morning? When's the last time you just took 30 minutes to sit down and read through God's Word? Or 10 minutes in a quiet place to pray? Those things are life-changing. God promises that. Promises that. It's life changing. If you're having problems in your life today, what avenues are you using to solve the problem? Where do you go? You go to Dr. Field or you go to God? I can promise you, God's a whole lot better than Dr. Field on your problem. But you see, Dr. Field is sitting up there running his mouth telling you God expects you to use the Holy Spirit and go seek it. That takes a little bit of effort. Where's your effort at today? Where's all of our effort at today? Where do we stand? What do our efforts show? Where are our fruits at? What do the lost look at us and say and see? Yes, I want to be just like that. Or are they saying, Boy, that's, that's not what I want to be like. That's not what I want to live my life like. America better change. We better get on the right path. Today, some Americans are wanting to lean towards Socialism. Instead of democracy. Socialism is where no one has responsibility. The rich are to make the poor rich. Everyone is on the same playing field. Everyone is even. That's not the way it needs to be. Not everybody deserves to be even. Because some things I work harder for. God promises us crowns. He promises us riches. He promises us heaven. And I hope and pray one day when I get to heaven with my crowns, I can lay them at Jesus' feet and say, I don't deserve them. Here's your crowns. You deserve them. I don't deserve them. You do. How many crowns are you going to have today? Do you even worry about your crowns? Do you even worry about what God expects from you? Do you even worry that you don't read God's Word or that you don't pray? If you're not doing these things, I can still tell you God loves you. Even though you're a sinner and you're a failure, God still loves you. Us as humans, we can't understand that. We can't fathom that kind of love. No matter what you do, God is going to love you. It's okay to be a failure. God's going to pick you up. You can fail. It's okay. God is going to be there for you. I could not imagine going through life. This world, not knowing my Jesus Christ as my Savior, not having Him to pick me up when I fail, Today, if you are lost, that's right at your grasp. That's right at your grasp today. All you have to do is accept Christ, and you will be promised eternity in heaven. And all through your walk on this earth, you're going to fail. But He's still going to accept you and love you. He loves you right now. I don't want to fail. Who wants to fail? We're going to do it. But we need to get back up. Keep trying. Stay in God's Word. Listen to our elders. Become the Christians that God expects us to become. It's simple. It's simple. What is your fruits like today? What examples are we setting today? If you would all rise up, stand up for me, please. this morning close your eyes